I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Baby bitches leave. Team, welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV. Ryan and Scott are here, the Turkey Boys, live from the Chill Zone. What's happening, Hoops? Which I gotta say is more and more resembling an actual movie theater. We're getting there, yeah. We're. You bought a popcorn machine. We did, and we were just popping peas on the sidelines. It's a good thing we got the pop screens because there is popcorn everywhere. Yeah. That'll be our new third mic, a nice brumbling, bubbling popcorn machine. We had the idea to leave the machine going during the show, mm. and maybe we'll do that after the break. Yeah. Because I think the first batch we made was a little salty. Oh. Maybe we make another. Mm. I'm probably going to get a trash can for down here, too, because i got to dump those kernels. What this is, is the popcorn the corner. Pop- the popcorn? hee <laughs> <laughs> But yes, let's get right into it. First things first, whose birthday is it today? (laughs) We had a bunch of fun birthdays this week, to be honest. Ooh. We had Cameron, famous New York City rapper, uh, creator of Cut One. Yeah, he has that one song that I like. Yep. Uh, Joe Pesci. Cameron's 44. Joe Pesci is 78. Oh. Famous uh, Italian. Ressa, Fressa. Michael Ressa, B. Jordan, Ressa, friend of the Ressa. show, is 34. Oh. And Jennifer Aniston is 52 and still looks great. She does still look Happy birthday, great. Jen. I actually saw her in one of those Super Bowl commercials the other day. How'd that go? I mean, I actually think she does some of her best acting in commercials. Which doesn't make sense. Isn't that how she got her start prior to Friends? She did like a Vagisil commercial and just like had her period on camera and that, the rest was history. You know what? I think that's exactly how that happened. That's the story that I heard from Justin Thoreau over lunch. Ooh. I, I noticed that he wished her a happy birthday via Instagram, mm. which I thought was a nice gesture. Yeah, it's always nice to see a, a power couple playing nice after their... Agreed. Very public relationship and split. Mm. But speaking of birthdays, some death days, we lost Larry Flint, founder of Hustler. Shit. And, uh, you know, famed, he's famous for, uh, do you ever see that movie, The People versus Larry Flint? Uh, yeah, bits and pieces. I think that was a TBS special. It's pretty solid. With Woody Harrelson, yeah. yeah and Courtney Love. If you've never seen it, folks, I recommend it. I watched it like two years ago. Courtney, just because I've Courtney never Love seen definitely it. plays a woman with her shit together, right? Who's oh, very yeah. well well <laughs> kept and polite. Yeah. Her and Woody are a good duo. Mm. I remember them lighting the screen ablaze. Oh, yeah, they were in that other one together, too. The uh, Natural Born Killers. Is that her? Or am I? No. Mm, is she in that? Oh, no, that's Juliet Lewis. Juliet Lewis. I'm really sorry. Uh, but yeah, we lost Larry Flint. Uh, 
a I shame. Mean, is that all for deaths? That's not bad for one one for a week. What was yeah. he like? Seventy eight. I think even more than that. Mm. But I like to remind people that pornos are films too. So mm, it's true. He's important. When to, will your sex tape be finally released? I mean, I didn't want to let the fans know that I did make a sex tape with Anna Darmus. Post right. her, you know, I'm her rebound from Ben Affleck. We made a sex tape. I don't want to make a whole thing of it, but it'll be coming out soon. It's cool. Um, all right. He's in. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Hmm. Um, did you know, speaking of sex, did you Ooh. notice that Army Hammer was dropped by his agency, William Morris? So he's basically. I can't imagine why. He's had it. I haven't heard anything <laughs> about him doing anything out of the ordinary. Trey texted me the other day and said, what's going on with Army Hammer? Because he knows I know and I will explain it to him. I just said, you got to call me like if you want to know. Like I'm not typing all of this. Mm. It's like, because it's just like so many embarrassing little, I've been following all the gossip blogs on Instagram and like it's just humiliating really. And he's got enough money that it doesn't matter. But I mean, I always, I don't know if I said this on the show or in person, but I feel like he was the guy who was like hovering in a couple of movies like Call Me By Your Name and Social Network that got a lot of heat. And Mm. it wasn't because of him, but he's arrogant enough to probably, especially given his upbringing, I think he probably figured there was some heat coming on his end and like any minute was going to be his big moment. I thought he was like a completely serviceable actor. And yeah, he lucked his way into some good projects. Mm. He was probably going to keep being in bigger and bigger stuff before this. I had a feeling... Before Maybe. this cannibalism right. scandal <laughs> rocked his career. Yeah, when, when the agency drops you, that's like the big death yeah. knell. It's like... Shia got dropped as well. Yeah. I wanted to bring that. I don't... I, I Lucy called me out for being in, on Team Shia still the other day. Wow. And I was like, all right, fine. Like, I get it. He probably... It's like the, his performance in Honey Boy is that strong. I'm sorry. He's very, very good. <laughs> Just I really like Shia, but... It's too many arrows pointing at him at this point. So yeah. it's it's over for Shia. It's weird with the what? cancellations. I mean, the cancel of the week that Gina Carano, who right. was on uh, The Mandalorian, got canceled, fired from that show for her scandalous tweets. Mm. And I just think it's funny, like, pissing away, like, the cushiest gig imaginable. Couldn't possibly be easier. She probably films for couple of days i'm yeah. sure it's rigorous but and favreau's talented and she's just she has like a star wars get up on she's just like chugging along through their green screen warehouse i'm sure it was wasn't even that taxing what a dumb thing to screw up is yeah. what i always feel like we howard was even talking about this like with the my pillow guy getting canceled because he backed donald trump this is yeah. a guy who was a recovering crack addict who figured out a way to make a product that everybody else... He reinvented the wheel. Mm. He made a pillow that is not even that nice, but for whatever reason, he did $300 million in sales, which is fucking nuts. I'm sure he kept a third of that or whatever. Mm. He's got a ton of dough. Like, Just enjoy the dough and keep printing money by having every store in America carry your pillow. Instead, he goes on all these conservative media outlets and backs Trump. And makes all these outrageous public statements. Like it's just like you got yourself where everybody wants to be. Mm. You got money. You got in front of the camera. Like stop it. Yeah. Like is trolling that satisfying? Like right. you literally just like tweeted your way out of 
millions of dollars and a career with a series that is like a global fan base that everybody loves. It's just like, I just don't understand it. It seems so like foolish. Right. And what are you going to do now? Yeah. Well, What's, she, what is Shia LaBeouf going to do now? Well, they announced Gina Carano has already teamed up with Ben Shapiro. I actually saw that too. Fuck. They're going to apparently be working on something well, together. You know, the funny thing, Gina, is, uh, <laughs> well, you know, I... <laughs> I'm Jewish, and I don't think what you said was really that bad. You know, I, I just, here you are. I'm, I'm go, we're gonna go on my parlor live, and <laughs> my wife has sex with other men in front of me, and it's it's something that doesn't bother me. You know, I, I it's 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 it, it makes her happy, and she stays, yeah. and we have a child, and I have a lot of fame in the the conservative media networks, and read my yeah. book, and Alex Jones is gonna be on next. Yeah, they... How is my Ben Shapiro, by the way? I felt like I was nailing it, and then it dwindled a little. It was all right. It's all right. I'll I'll workshop that. I hope they're working on, like, their version of Star Wars. Like, some sort of (laughs) sci-fi epic with uh, fucked up politics that everyone will hate. Maybe they'll get Bill Burr in. He's a bit bit right-wing. No, I still got my gig. (laughs) Me and Lando, we're safe. Don't even worry about us. Stupid Gina Carano. (laughs) Fucking idiot. (laughs) <laughs> the it, lovely Nia. Yeah. And she said, when they announced she's going to be working with Ben Shapiro, she said, they can't cancel us if we don't let them. Which means something, maybe, to someone. Ew. Yeah, it's just... That's what that means. Enjoy Ew. that cause. Speaking of idiot conservatives, I'll roll right into this story. It uh, Hit me. Trump's, uh, like... I have a Trump story in this, actually. What a pol- This is the politics hour, folks. It's the daughter of Kellyanne Conway, who was one of Trump's advisors, is going to be on uh, American Idol. Oh. She's 16 years old, and I guess she fancies herself a singer. Honestly, did not know American Idol was still happening. But this cool. is American Idol. <laughs> this is enough. Uh... And I think that the, Kellyanne Conway was the woman. She was, I guess, Trump's counsel, like some sort of counsel. Her fucking consigliere. Something like what that. What the fuck? This and fucking bitch. The reason she is in the news lately is because Claudia has been like posting all sorts of videos against her own mother. And then, like, this whole scandal happened that allegedly Ooh. Kellyanne released a tweet of her daughter topless, which obviously she wouldn't do. And I think her daughter probably just went on her phone and did it because she still lives in the house with her. And it's like this whole silly. I would have retweeted that, but they took my account away from me. It's fucked up. It's funny that you bring that up because (laughs) Twitter just announced that his account is permanently canceled. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, I'm sorry, Donald. Uh, We are going to have to go ahead and never, ever see a tweet from you again. What am I supposed to do with myself? Uh, I'm I'm not sure. I'm getting choked up. Fuck. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah. Good news. Even if he run, they said even if he runs for president again in 2024, which I will. Which if the impeachment does not work, he will, and we will not be hearing from him on Twitter. So mm. we got that going for us. Yeah, that's something. I mean, speaking of fucked up Twitter trolls, I think the director of Hobbs and Shaw is trolling me. Listen to this. He is. Okay. His next movie has been announced with Will Smith 
He's going to be in the cast. The film follows a man who wakes up with no memory only to discover he's been living two different lives. One as a successful crime boss, the other as a lonely CIA agent. Sounds like a pretty standard Will Smith movie. Ha-ha! The name of this movie is going to be Fast and Loose. You're fucking with me. I'm not. Fans, if you've heard an episode of the show before, you've probably heard me talk about how Hobbs and Shaw should have been called Fast and Loose. It was like a bit that I did for years. I tweeted it to The Rock and all the people involved like countless times. And then he ignores it and makes it the title for his next movie that has nothing to do with the Fast and Furious franchise. And I'm sick over it. Do you think there's a chance that he saw your tweet and made that his title? I think I think that's got to be it. No doubt. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But I mean, it's how many like, followers does he have? I mean, he's the director of Hobbs and Shaw. Probably and not as it. much as you would think. What's his name? David Leach. L E A or L E I T C H. Actually, it's just like a joke, like fast and loose. And I mean, that's your bit. Yeah, you've been saying that for over a year. And the fact that. I mean, yeah, he has. He doesn't even. He has nine thousand followers. Yeah. He saw your fucking tweet, man. He saw it and he stole it. And I'll see him in court or see if him in we, hell. The, what I'm wondering is if we pull up your old tweets. Ooh. Is that your intellectual property? Yeah, like, Lawyers listening, let us know. Can we sue David Leach? Mm. Yeah, I'd like to explore this. What I do we sue him for? Like tickets to the premiere to Fast <laughs> Nine? Yeah, it's like or just a roll, a pop by. Have us meet Will Smith so I can go like, ha-ha, would probably be worth it. I would ask Will Smith about the entanglement. Take a stand together. What's the entanglement again? That whole thing on Red Table Talk with oh, Jada yes, Pinkett yes. Smith about how she and some R&B singer had sex. And mm. then like Will gets all upset and cries. Yeah. The whole like weird, Will's that, prob- that Facebook show they did. I bet Will's got some really cool side stuff going on that we don't even know about. I hope so. Michael mm. B. Jordan is like filling in the shoes of where Will Smith used to be great. Yeah. I think Will Smith pivoted with Ali or something and then like I don't know, uh collateral beauty. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because I saw the other day Michael B. Jordan is developing a limited series on the life of Muhammad Ali called The Greatest with Amazon Studios he's, and Is he gonna Nation. direct it? Yeah, the the way they were this it makes it sound like he's not gonna play Ali, even though that would make sense. He's probably tired of boxing. <laughs> As you uh, might yeah. imagine. I mean, he did two Creed movies. The second one sucked. Yes, it did. I saw it in the theaters at Braintree, and I remember just writhing in boredom. Yeah, the first Creed, like, it was, was like, surprisingly really good and pumps you up. The second one, I, like, I think I fell asleep watching it I was also. dying. But, yeah, that, uh, I don't know, that'll probably be something. Even if he's not playing Ali... Um, I saw that Ryan Reynolds has a fucking Snapchat original series called Ryan Doesn't Know, where he's, like, doing bits. It's him, like, I'm trying to do this. I'm, like, a goofy, fun guy. I guarantee this was a quibby that just didn't make it in, and they're just like, here, let's make it a a Snapchat show. I guess that's something. Yeah, from the guy who probably won't get in. I'm not on, are you on Snapchat? I had it. And then I realized that I am a grown man, and I yeah. deleted it. Yeah, I feel like people aren't watching original programming on Snapchat, no. but I could be wrong. 
like are they would they just turn their phone on and like hold the thing down to watch yeah i don't even know how that would work yeah it seems like a... i hate that fucking app and I, it sucks because if someone sends you a photo on there it's so layered in filters that you don't even know who it is mm. And it's like, what are they, like, the kids use it to exchange nudes and like Chris D'Elia uses it to prey on young girls and yeah. the other, otherwise the point. Like, I remember talking to my young cousin about like, you know, just like growing up and girls and whatever. And he was saying that like how they, we were just discussing how things have changed. And he was saying that like when you're, you know, 15, whatever, 16, I guess he's 18-ish. He's almost 19 now. Jesus, this was years ago. And that being said, all the kids talk on Snapchat via text. Yeah. So like they talk to each other and then it just vanishes and it's like you have no record of what you guys even have said to one another. Yeah, I like that record. I need a record. The thread, the the archives. How do you know you're not repeating yourself? I repeat myself a ton with the record. Yeah. And I'm also redundant. I'm all about that app just has like a bad layout. I don't like bad using layout. it. Yeah. That along with like Reddit, certain apps. Even if they're like crazy popular, I'll try and just be like, I can't look at this all day. Like, I, I hate it. <laughs> I don't like how Twitter is laid out. Twitter's not great, but I, I power through. And Facebook that. changes its layout so frequently. And now I feel like the only people on Facebook are like anti-vax moms and mm. like people you don't want to remember from high school. Yeah, I look at Facebook like once every two months and I'm just like, oh, okay. And like my uncle's girlfriend. Like, like people, I'm like, just like, why are we even here? Like, what are we doing on, on Facebook? I remember when Facebook was a happening place. What happened? What happened? Drop the the. I mean, we got to talk about the big game. The Super Bowl. The fucking... I was hoping there'd be more better previews, but there was... Fucking kid. Oh, my fucking God. Kid, did you see... Tom Brady at the Super Bowl. Not only did I see him, I saw Gronk too. My boondock saints were out there fucking... Kid, do you ever look at Gronk's football pants and just imagine <laughs> like how big his dick is? Kid. It's not gay if it's Gronk, right? It's even less gay if it's Brady and it's Kid. fucking dope. Do you think like if we went on the Gronk cruise, we yep. could get Brady in a hot tub and like, you know, like blow him together? Kid, there's no fucking doubt. And did you see them on those boats throwing the fucking trophy back and forth? Kid, I was like, don't throw it to me because I'm going to keep it. I thought I was watching fucking Master and Commander. I'll put it in my basement in Chelsea and you'll never see it again. <laughs> I'm going to keep that fucking trophy, Tom. No fucking doubt. Also, during the Super Bowl, I saw that ad for that new Sam Adams Wicked Hate IPA, so I bought 20, 30 racks, and I've just been fucking crushing them, watching the Super Bowl reruns. Kid, are you drunk right oh, now? Kid, there's no fucking doubt I am. I'm fucking tisted. Kid, I got some coke. Oh, shit. Let's get, let's take this party up a notch. Oh, my fucking God. Let's get drunk down Do you see here. how Tom Brady got drunk after the game the other night? I did see that. <laughs> Nothing better than getting drunk with your buddies, is there? I actually got the feeling that he wasn't drunk, and he was, like, undercover, like, pretending to be drunk, because he, that would make more sense for him to be doing that than to actually be drunk, but who knows? I just don't fucking know. Kid, if I ever saw Brady at the bar, I'd start crying. <laughs> Kid, I'm crying just fucking thinking about it. Fuck you. The fucking Tampa Bay. <laughs> what the fucking is? Mark Marin's favorite team. The fucking Who are your guys? <laughs> 
Gronk. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck up? <laughs> he gets it. He's in. <laughs> no one else is gonna get it. Oh, they're gonna get it, baby. What the fuckers? Fucking ears? Fuck Oof. buddies? Let me just. Wow. Gotta like Let's do a quick reset. Yeah. After. <laughs> I was gonna be, be after like, beaning out. I was like, I don't know who those guys were. But. I also kind of surprised you because we didn't. We planned on beaning out at some other juncture, but I felt like doing it then. That's true. We were at fucking Junction 18 over but here. You're quite the improv guy, so movie. I wasn't worried about you handling it. He's back. But yeah, the you didn't see any of the Super Bowl. Not one minute. I was watching just because there was nothing going on, and I was like, oh, there'll be some trailers and what have you. That new Fast and Furious trailer for the movie we should have seen in its entirety over a year ago? I did watch the trailer. That one scene with the car sideways that they said you sent me the clip of Justin Lin explaining how it took them like $100 million in three days to make. Yeah, I was like, this is impressive, but that shot still looks CGI. When I saw it in the trailer, I was like, nothing about it like <clears throat> looked like they actually did it. I don't know. I saw that and thought, was it worth it? Yeah. That's what I thought. It doesn't look real. But in the trailer it says, Your fast family is coming back. What do you like about it? Which really just, you know. Did you get it, chills? Yes. They it, it hit played me right the, in the heart. They should have played this. Oof. Yeah, and like, with John Cena, like, it's true. Like, family doesn't get faster. He's he's a brother who hasn't been mentioned in any of the other movies, and now he's family. Vin, like, I don't know where you came from, brother. Yeah, but your family immediately. Here you are. We're at odds, but we're brothers. What are the odds that you would also be, like, a dope undercover car guy? But <laughs> here we are. You got big muscles, and you're dumb like me. Hey, it's family Do you have a big cross outside of your, <laughs> your white t-shirt, too? I think he does. And <laughs> it's all there. They're the best action movies ever made. Yeah, I if they delay that again, I mean, the turkey boys are going to revolt. We're going to be like... I have a feeling they're gonna. May seems pretty close. When you really break it down, May is like two months away. Yeah. It's almost... It's half, We're halfway through February. Mm. I don't know. I don't, I don't have high hopes that they're going to roll this out. I mm. really don't. They're going to open it out or roll it out with like 60% capacity in theaters that like only 20% of theaters even stayed open. Ooh. Oh shit, I'm just getting taken away by the moment. Also, that Wayne's World commercial that I've been dreading, finally saw it in its entirety. I think it probably took a year off my life. And it was all worth it for their electric chemistry with Cardi B. Did you see that spot? It's, yeah. a, it's like, who, who is this for? Anyone who likes Wayne's World doesn't want to see them mixing it up with Cardi B. People think that she belongs in more things than she does. I was saying this the other day about how she market corrected Nicki Minaj and I don't like it. Whoa, she totally did. And yeah, I don't know. Nicki Minaj is more likable, less annoying, and more talented. And probably has a bigger butt. Much bigger butt. Even though they both probably have fake butts. Do we have fake butts? <laughs> We're going to get fake butts. Well, but yeah. I guess that's it for me with my fake butt. But yeah, I was watching it, like, doing the Garth, like, I'm having a good time, <laughs> boys. And just, oof. They're not doing... I noticed that you watched uh, Wayne's World the other day as well. Was that, like, to cleanse your palate? I think that was just to get a picture for a bit. Okay. Less funny. 
You like watching the commercial and then you're like, fuck, and just putting Wayne's World on. Yeah, I think that's what it was. It, uh, but yeah, Mike Myers looks like he's turning into gold member in real life. It's kind his of face up. is melting a little bit, yeah. yeah. It's a lot of filler going on or Juvederm or some sort of Kai Bella <laughs> neck thing. I don't know what that is. And it, it bums me out when they do that. Like they, yeah. they think that just because like something is nostalgic and that it happened in a time that we're gonna want to see it over and over again, and that really isn't the way it goes for yeah. me. Or, or, or I don't, I don't. Know. We can't speak for everybody. We mm. certainly can't. But it was just a bummer. Bum me out. And I also got bummed out by the. There was a fucking commercial where Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher doing like a, a couples commercial where they were singing It Wasn't Me by Shaggy. <laughs> Sorry. Perfect timing. Mila Kunis getting her shit. <laughs> but yeah, and then like Shaggy was in the commercial. It was just like, this seems like a commercial from like 12 years ago and it fucking stinks. I'm very anti-Shaggy. I'm, you heard it here first. I was doing a Peloton the other day and it was like 90s hits and it was really, I was loving it. I was crushing it. And then at the very last song, when I needed that oomph, I was really tired. She put on like, shoulder headed in the corner. Yeah, it that's... wasn't me. And I was like, can you stop it? Yeah, that's the... That's like a joke song. This song stinks. Yeah. This is like Afro Man, like, I got high. Like, yeah. Why are you playing this now? Yeah, that shouldn't still be getting played. That's not no. like a classic. She was like, oh, you remember this one? And like, it's it's shaggy to take you home. And I was just like, can we... I almost just got off the bike and just called it. Yeah. I also hate when couples do commercials. It's just like, oh, so... Uh, it just, like, bugs me. It's just like, oh, you guys got a nice juicy payday to fucking... Yeah. I don't even remember what Not the commercial for was for. Something stupid and unnecessary. You know what uh, is one thing, speaking of, of good music, Oh, the thing that... The best story of the week. Yes. Who also... Springsteen had a commercial... The Jeep commercial during the Super Bowl. They've been hunting him down for a while for that commercial, I heard. And now he finally agreed to the commercial, and then he got behind the wheel of his Jeep and got shit-faced and went for a drive. How you doing, everybody? Hey, it's me, Bruce. <laughs> I'm here to apologize for getting a DWI over the weekend. That's right. I still love America and New Jersey <laughs> and everybody and jeans and white T-shirts and bandanas in my pocket. I uh, I drove drunk as an homage to the, the working man that I pretend to be in all my songs. <laughs> it was the least I could do. It was... You know, a long day in the in the coal mine, and <laughs> all I want to do is just drink 18 Coors Original Banquet beers and then drive really fast to my beat-up girlfriend's house. And That's on the I way, I, I maybe I hit a family, maybe I hit a tree, but it's all in the name of America. Driving my daddy's old pink Cadillac. Right my, down mu- the- my music's overrated and terrible, but I'm a mm-hmm. I'm a grizzly old old bear no. with a Fender s- Telecaster <laughs> shoved up my ass. All right. And yeah, the, the Bruce voice sucks, by the way. <laughs> like I'm gonna get a sore throat again. Well, all right, man. And this, the DUI or DWI, whatever it is, I, I, are they the same thing? Probably comparable. I've been sober for so long, I don't even know the difference anymore. Yeah. One is driving while intoxicated, and one is driving under the influence. So I think DUI can be used for drugs, too. Okay. Intoxicated, I think, means booze. Yeah, that makes sense. Alcoholics who have their life in a shambles and like to drive drunk, please email into enoughthepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know. A couple of clean-as-a-whistle guys over here. Let us know what it's like when you drive drunk 
and what it's called when you get caught. Mm. But yeah, the it happened in November before the oh. commercial. How did so it leak? I don't know. I think TMZ broke it, as they tend to. But someone online was wondering, was he driving with a suspended license in that Jeep commercial? <laughs> Which is a very interesting point. And I really... He might have been. I hate Bruce, man. He Unless stinks. they filmed this pre-November. Blinded by the Bud Light, that post-headline. Yeah, that was a really strong... I like how they just rifled off like eight of them in a row. With That's... his big dumb mug. Yeah, when I saw those, I sat down and tried to think of good like punny, like baby we were born to drive drunk type stuff. Baby we were born to drive drunk. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I'm sure they did all that. But yeah, that that's a wild one. It's always... We'll Years always talk ago about we had the <laughs> drunk driving Bruce Springsteen. The E Street Band. <laughs> that's what the cops don't tell you. You don't just get behind the wheel of a Jeep with a suspended license and drive around drunk. You don't? You got you gotta take it. <laughs> you gotta have a go. I mean <clears throat> and the last thing from the Super Bowl pff, folks, M. Night Shyamalan is back. What is the new movie called? Like It's called Cylinder or something? <laughs> Cylinder, an M. Night Shyamalan bedtime story. It's signs two. I mean, I'd be down for signs two. His new movie is called Old, which has a wacky trailer. Simmons is old. It follows a family on a tropical holiday who discover the secluded beach where they are relaxing for a few hours is somehow causing them to age rapidly, reducing their entire lives into a single day. Folks, how does he do it? How does M. Night keep coming back with these Twilight Zone-esque premises mm. that he somehow gets a budget to make? Actually, I'm not going to shit on M. Night. I, I got a good feeling about this I, one. I kind of wish it was Cylinder. <laughs> You're or, still or on Signs too. <laughs> Just, I, I liked Glass, and I really didn't like... You uh, liked Glass? Not Glass. The, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I hated Glass. What was the one prior? <sighs> Split. I liked Split. Yes, that makes Split sense. Was, I thought Split was actually kind of scary. Glass was like a fucking... Glass was... <laughs> I think Lucy and I shut that off. Did you hear, speaking of music news, not to continue with the needle drops, but uh, I heard that 50, is, 50 Cent is here in the studio with us. He wanted to talk about how it's the 18-year anniversary of his hit album, Get Rich or Die Trying. 50, welcome. It's you, great to have you here. How you doing, man? Yeah, 50, you know, a lot of a lot of controversy surrounding you. You yeah. know, you're always in the... you're Fuck always. That. You're always right in the fire with everything. What's going on with your beef with Floyd Mayweather? Is that still white hot? I mean, I'm mainly just thinking about Power Season 5 or that spinoff that I can't remember the name of that I know you're a big fan of. Really appreciate you shouting out. Oh, yeah, Goat. Power Book of Ghost. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Um, it's a surprise that you actually don't remember the name of your own show, but what do you... The, the next... Ha, ha, the, well, you do ha. remember the next spin... <laughs> The next spinoff, Power Book of Canaan, yeah, that's, that's, that's featuring your character. Yeah, Are you excited about one. that? That's what I've been working on a lot. That's really You've hot. been really busy with that? Yeah, that's hot. It's I've, hot? Yeah. All right. I've been getting rich and dying and trying with that a lot. Okay. It's, do you have any... I heard that you were going to do a new deal with vitamin water. Is that is that false? I don't or? know. I mean, I think this impression is like really running out of gas, but I mean... 
I think vitamin water is definitely dope and fire and all that shit. I wrote down in my notes earlier in the week, 50 cent, like I wrote down like 18 year anniversary of trying. And I, in parentheses, I wrote, get hoops to do his 50 impression. And like, I almost just surprised you with it, but I, instead I let you know, but like, that's one of my favorite. I don't yeah, know who, like, friend yeah. of the show, Rian, was like, Hoops' 50 Cent impression is great or something. <laughs> the first time you ever did it on air was just, you were just like, yeah, yeah. Like, you didn't even say it. That's when I feel like it shines. When I have to do full sentences, I feel like I was losing it. No, but... I, need, I needed more words. I was trying to get you to say as much as possible. Because, yeah. like, when it starts to break down at the end of the sentence, yeah, that's especially right. since <laughs> you have zero knowledge about 50 Cent in, at all, and I'm just, yeah. like, feeding you with stuff. Like, the, the vitamin water thing's not happening. Mm. <laughs> he sold to Pepsi in, like, 2004. No. We'll work on it. We'll, yeah. we'll flesh it out more thoroughly. Mm. Also, music-wise, I don't know if you saw this. It caught my eye, even though the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is like a joke, but they announced Ooh. their their new class of nominees for this year. Features... Like the Red Hot Chili Peppers and <laughs> White Snake. I feel like they're like already in there for Ugh. writing 9,000 songs about California. But the new class, they're nominating Jay-Z. Which Where's a lot the of... love? A lot of people are up in arms about, like, he's not rock and roll. They do this every time anyone that isn't very, very much. Yeah. And, yeah, the whole thing's, like, a big who cares. But they also nominated Foo Fighters, which sounds about right. Mm. They're, like, made for that. And Iron Maiden nominated for the first time. The Iron Maiden. Which is an act I'm a big fan of. And it's nice to see them getting some props. Hey man, it's me Dave Grohl, like I'm really happy to, to be a part of the, the Foo Fighters and to be here at the nomination and you know, it's, it's, we started the band like after Kurt Cobain blew his head off and like it was a lot of work for us and like I used to be a drummer and like, you know, I, I play rhythm guitar now and it, it's going pretty well. <laughs> no, it's, Howard's here. Uh, all right. Tell me about your really boring new album, Dave. Dave, if you could, Dave, I'm gonna pretend that I love all the songs, even though I really don't. Dave, I'm a, I'm a fucking rock and roll historian. All of a sudden, Foo Fighters has a channel on Sirius XM now, which is the only real reason Howard was so up Dave Grohl's ass, because I feel that it felt I, forced. I feel like he likes them anyways, but yeah, that gave him an opportunity to yeah. have them on again and do like a way too long segment where he just i've heard the whole interview in pieces because like whenever you i'll just put on howard 100 as background noise and i've heard like 20 minutes here 20 minutes there it's like a two and a half hour interview it feels like i skipped a good amount of it it's a lot of interview it was too much but we got some more stuff here they announced the short list for a lot of oscar categories like the technical awards oh boy you brought this to my attention folks the Visual Effects Awards includes the Vin Diesel vehicle Bloodshot, which is now on Stars. if you haven't Did seen it. Did you start that Kickstarter campaign to make sure that they get the nom or change.org <laughs> petition or however you were going to go about that? Yeah, this is our new cause, like making sure it gets this nomination because like the playing field of movies was thinned to the point where Vin Diesel movies are getting Oscar nominations. This is exactly what we wanted to happen. I cannot wait for that best director, best picture, best actor, mm. best actress shortlist. Yeah. I don't even know 
who's gonna it's, is it gonna be just the entire cast of Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and they just give them the awards <laughs> prior prior to the ceremony like, and that's it or there you go okay and they just dump a bunch of Oscars into Chadwick Boseman's grave and call it a night <laughs> gritty um, speaking of graves Ooh. a guy that I'm hoping will be there soon for my death pool <laughs> is Bam Margera oh who's fucking now what has the fuck man kicked off of the production for Jackass Four. Oh, has he? Apparently, they oh I think goodness. they asked him to leave, or maybe that's alleged. But I, he posted these like long monologue type videos, like drunk and talking about how he's been thinking about killing himself and like he has bipolar disorder. Oh, yeah, and, I started following him on Instagram recently. Yeah, he's a great follow because yeah, he he's like. Especially one of the sidecar guys, Brandon Novak. I don't even know if he's in Jackass, but he was on his Viva Lagoon show. Yeah. He he always posts like fucked up shit about him and then takes it back, like scathing. Like I hate this guy and like releases like videos he shouldn't. And then he's like, oh, that was just a bit. Like he's a weird. Are they friends? And people are, are always wondering like, is Bam sober? Is he on drugs? He's always. Well, he, he's like a diva. Yeah, Bam's like a, a very dramatic <clears throat> character. Well, he talked about how the for, when he was working with Jackass, he had Paramount Pictures was making him do. He had to wear the ankle monitor that, like, if he drank, it would go off. It mm. was one of those, and he was doing piss tests. Like they would beep him on this little device they made him keep, and if it went off, he'd have to go to a like a Quest Diagnostics or whatever and take a piss test immediately to make sure he wasn't on drugs. I could see them making a fun jackass sketch <laughs> with that bit, but yeah. Him getting drunk and the beeps just won't stop. Yeah, or, yeah like it was one of those. I mean, it, I think his alcohol and drug problems are very out of control, and that's why I picked him in the death pool, despite him only being in his 40s. And this latest video, his face looks really fat and puffy and full of booze. Fucking April and And Phil. I think that Fucking. my $20 from everybody with victory will be soon. Wow. So you cleared it here for, first. My, my stunt pick mm. may actually... He may die before Dick Van Dyke does, which is unprecedented. Yeah, that's absurd. You never know. And what else we got? Oh, we talked a few weeks ago about they were remaking Face Off, but some more news has trickled in, and it looks like it's going to be a sequel to Face Off. And the guy directing it is Adam Wingard, who did Your Next and uh, The Guest, two movies I recommend a lot. I think you're in on also. Didn't he... Do something else we watched recently, a couple weeks ago. He did the new Godzilla vs. Kong, which comes out. That's what we were in, going in a couple to watch. Weeks. Yes, yes. So yeah, he's like he's <clears throat> having a moment right now, and they're they're having him do a face-off sequel. And it's with <clears throat> Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. That part I'm not sure about. That's the scary part. I figure That's... it wouldn't make sense for them to bring Cage back because he dies. Although they could just do like, oh, we save their faces yeah. I mean, and, then, and now we need their faces. Yeah, yeah. like they could fix they it. They could do literally whatever they want. Yeah, especially with such Are they bringing back Sasha Mitchell or whatever the guy who played his brother's name is? I fucking, I hope so. Yeah, that Cassavetes guy. Or Oh, no, no, no. You, the Pollux Troy. What is his name? I, I think it's like it. Alessandro Nivola or something. Nailed it. That's what it is. He's another movie he's in that's really good is Bye, um, Pro. <laughs> what Caster the hell? The Pollux movie with Troy. Michael Sarah. Not Michael Sarah. I'm off the rails here. Never mind. He's uh, good though. He's uh, good. Alessandro Nivola. Yeah. 
Face Off, folks, if you have not seen it, it's a really good action movie. came out in 1998. It's a little campy and silly and dated, but it's also mm. perfect. What if the new one's called Face On? What do you think of that? Uh, whatever it's called, I will be seeing it. Mm-hmm. You should be proud of yourself. Do you have any idea how hard it is to land a girl who's sexually enlightened as Heidi is? A girl like that comes around, what, once every hundred years? I wasn't looking for a girl like that. Well, Columbus wasn't looking for America, my man, but that seems to work out for everybody, didn't it? You're here. You know what I mean? Ba ba ba. If for future reference, when you need to run to get a drink, that clip is the perfect length. Kid. So you know maybe what? we'll keep that. I think you're right. If I'm if I don't feel like saying anything, I'll just play that. I'm Fred Norris over here. Ooh. And did you see Florence Pugh has been cast in Dolly, a new Apple movie? They say it's a sci-fi courtroom thriller in which she will play a robotic companion doll. Fucking who's on trial for murder of her owner. Just because we're bereaved doesn't make us sad, Sounds kind of fun and spicy. I mean, I'd consider purchasing Has that companion doll. Has she taken off her clothes in a film yet? Hmm. Which one? In that movie Lady Macbeth, she's naked. She's naked in something else I can't remember. Hmm. I haven't dove into her catalog enough. Hmm. She's a dish. And her playing a sex doll who's on trial for murdering her owner seems like uh, the right step mm. in her career. Mm. Let's see here. Like an ex machina type fucking... Did you see Jennifer Lawrence was hurt on the set of Don't Look Up, the Adam McKay movie, filming in Boston? Kid. I guess she looked up because there was, like, literally, <laughs> there was a broken glass scene and broken glass cut her face. No. Like falling from the sky. Walking on, walking on, broken glass. But she's fine. She's on the mend. And they are going to finish the movie soon, which I wish they would do with a lot more movies because this feels like the only movie that's coming. Yeah, that... Right? It's weird. Yeah, the stuff they are making, it's like, that's what you're making? Like that Fantastic Beast movie? It's like, shut that down and fucking fire up something I can actually watch. You fucking turkeys. And I thought you'd enjoy this. They say Ray Romano is set to make his directorial debut with an untitled comedy he'll star in with Laurie Metcalf. Oh. Who's that woman from Roseanne, and she was in Lady Bird. That's funny. Yeah. I'm a big Ray guy. I read his book, Everything in a Kite. (laughs) I watched every episode of Men Men of a Certain Age. Yep. I loved him on I'm Dying Up Here and Vinyl. I've yeah I I've like, hung in there with every Ray Romano failed vehicle on the planet, and I have the story about Big Ank playing poker with Ray Romano and Brad Garrett in Vegas and making the joke that he's the third brother. Wow, I forgot about that. That's great. Might not have been poker. It was some maybe craps. It was some one of those games. But yeah, Ray Romano is actually good. I like how he pops up in Scorsese stuff a lot. He's mm. like a sizable role in The Irishman. Yeah, and he's, he's awesome. and he's good in it. And men of a certain age should never have been canceled, ever. Yeah, that that was a big U show. I've never seen it, but Bacula. Yeah, it's him, Bacula, and Andre Brower. Seems like a fun trio. Show truly has it all. I think it's actually on uh, HBO Max now, like the whole run. If uh, people want to check it out, mm, I we may watch that tonight instead of Judas and the Black Messiah. Ooh. 
But yeah, he's also he's in the big sick. Yeah, he's good. He's great. Yeah, I'm I'm actually looking forward to if I didn't realize he was gonna direct, so that's exciting. Yeah. And I mean, do you have any big Valentine's Day plans aside from watching the new Jason Biggs Pepsi game show called Cherry's Wild? They're releasing that for Valentine's Day? Yeah, that's a Valentine's Day night premiere. Seems unnecessary. Uh, no, we're not doing anything. Okay. Maybe I should probably whip something up. I mean, what do you, what can you do, right? Just, Restaurants are like a buzzkill. Yeah, just watch Jason Biggs host a new game show. As long as it's not some boring movie she doesn't understand or, or care about, I'm sure Lucy will be receptive to a Jason Biggs game show. He's in. And what else do we... Oh, there's rumblings of a Ma sequel. That the, news broke last Friday right after we wrapped. I remember that. Yeah. And you were chomping at the bit. If they make a sequel to Ma, I'd like to take credit for it happening 100% through sheer force of will and those photoshops that I made. Ma 2. Yes. Ma 2 colon pa. I really hope they they go with my treatment because I think it's got legs. And there was that Empire podcast with Edgar Wright and Tarantino. Did you finish that? Did you enjoy that at all? I heard a large portion of it. Edgar Wright's kind of boring, but obviously I love Tarantino, so yeah. I hung in there for most like we were saying, listening to Tarantino, he sounds like a parody of Hilarious. He's just like, what, you haven't fucking seen every Sam Peckinpah movie? Like, are you fucking kidding me? It he, makes me, listening to those guys made me feel like our podcast was just like very pedestrian. Yeah. Com in, by comparison. 95% of the movies they bring up, I've never even heard of. I made a few, I put a few on a list and I'll, yeah. I have this big sprawling list of movies. I'll never watch any of these. Yeah, that I made a list too, and then I was just like, they went so deep down like a list. British movie rabbit hole where Panic it's like, in Eagle Park, Little Girl Who Lives Down the Lane, Broadcast News. That's like a pretty real, like yeah. mainstream movie we should watch. Hell Night with Linda Blair, like it's just like so many movies that like probably were like a big thing in the seventies, and like yeah. I, maybe we'll love them. I don't know, but yeah, stuff you. You know, you're not going to find these movies on streaming sites. You you need to, like, buy them on Blu-ray to even watch them. It's like, which isn't a problem for them. Sigh. Yeah. But uh, if, you know, if you like hearing people talk about movies or like those directors, I recommend checking out that podcast episode. It's overflowing with recommendations and such. But that's probably enough news. Unless I have, have any no, more. I, yeah, I'm done with news, and I have no shots. So we can go straight to your shots. I only got one. I need another beverage because my Bruce Springsteen throat is dry. Oh, I mean, yeah. Just have a couple White Claws. Get behind the wheel. <clears throat> but yeah, the my only shot this week was the new TV show, The Equalizer, starring Queen Latifah. I can't believe you attempted. Did you just leave it on after the Super Bowl went yeah. off? Okay. I was just sitting there like a fucking robot, just taking in all the content of the evening. And they opened the show with uh, Queen Latifah, like, getting a bullseye with a dart in a bar, like, without looking. And it, they play it like it's supposed to be so cool. And it was so dumb. It made me laugh, like, a lot. It really hit me, like, just perfectly. And I was like, maybe this show's like unintentionally hilarious, and I'll watch all of it. But then that wore off, and of course, it revealed itself to be a very boring, pedestrian, 
broadcast television network drama. I can't think of Queen Latifah without thinking of 200 Pounds and Loving It, that cover of her on People magazine. that It was like mm. 2006 that I thought was so funny. Yeah. That's really the only thought she brings to mind. Yeah. And then like they were getting to the point where they were giving her character PTSD. And I was just like, I can't watch this. Yeah, That's I have my own enough. PTSD. I don't need to watch a show about it. Thanks. Word. Let's uh, take a little break. Mm. And we will be right back. We're Tonight we're going to be watching the new uh, HBO Max. This is not an HBO Max original, is it? It is. It is. Okay. It, Judah and the Black Messiah, starring friend of the show Lakeith Stanfield. Folks, we'll be right back. We're back. Folks, we just watched the new HBO Max vehicle, Judas and the Black Messiah, which was supposed to go to theaters, but because of HBO Max's, uh, you know, their release all their big movies on their streaming service because theaters don't exist thing, we got to watch it. Uh, they should come up with a fun name for that. Yeah, they should make it more exciting. Make it more of yeah. like a thing. I'll let you handle this one. I'm bored. No, I'm, j- <laughs> I'm joking. Um, I'm trying to be open-minded. Yeah, I got a summary this, here. Yeah, this read is the summary. The story of Fred Hampton, chairman of the Illinois Black Panther Party, and his fateful betrayal by FBI informant William O'Neill. It stars... Daniel Kalua as the chairman of the Black Panther Party and Lakeith Stanfield as the FBI informant, William O'Neill. And I said when we were watching this, it's kind of like the black version of The Departed. Mm. It's like a very similar movie. Yeah, they even brought in Martin Sheen in a very similar role. <laughs> Martin Sheen plays J. Edgar Hoover in extensive makeup, and it's hilarious. And kind of makes this movie worth watching, even though he's only in it for like a handful of scenes. Very hard to take him seriously. Yes. Especially the parts where he's being racist and, you know, depicting this evil guy. And it's just like, he just looks like a silly goose. He does. And I'm not getting the seriousness that they're going for. It's like when John Voight played uh, that president in Pearl Harbor or whatever. You can tell they saved when John Voight's in anything. Yeah. Like, they put so much time into, like, the makeup and, like, you know, trying to make him appear as this. But I'm looking at him like, that's Martin Sheen just caked with makeup looking goofy as hell, frankly. Yeah, the makeup and set design, I can tell, you could tell they put a lot of work into it. Even that one scene where there's, a, a like, a knife wound or whatever, and you're explaining, or you said how good it looked. It's, I agree, but... I didn't feel, throughout this movie, I didn't feel like I was in the 60s. It didn't do a good job of transporting me, which is, to me, like what Oscars are made of when it comes to set design and costume and makeup and set. Like, just the whole thing. I I, I don't know. It didn't get me. Yeah, that's fair. I, I thought Lakeith was good. He's always good. I think he's great. Mm. I laughed really hard at that Sheen reveal. Jesse Plemons felt kind of out of place 
I kind of liked him in this. He's usually, he's reliably good. He's always solid. I thought that Daniel Kaluuya, I feel like as an actor, he feels like he's doing a lot with a little, but he isn't. Mm. It's kind of like he has, you know, he can, it, it always seems like he takes that route of saying less and letting his face do the acting. Yeah, he's one of those like steely look kind of yeah. guys. He's all about, I don't know, I think he's kind of good. He was kind of working for me in this. Mm. The movie was just kind of like slow and boring overall. Yeah, it cycles between being super boring and wildly gritty. Yeah. People getting hurt and just fucked up stuff that happened in our country that makes me sick to my stomach. And Yeah. Yeah, like it heated up towards the end and I was like getting more into it. But for most of it, I was just like, this is like well made and acted, but I'm just kind of like, meh about it. I wanted to love it. Yeah. And. Yeah, same. But I was like bored watching it. And I chalked it up. Sometimes when I'm watching something that's boring, but it's based on true events, in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is like, I'll turn it into a homework assignment and be like, at least I'm learning something. Like. I've never even thought about it like that. I always, I do the opposite where I'm watching anything historical. If I start to find it boring, Mm. I think about all the people in my life that are probably going to say they loved it and start to get angry. (laughs) And then I think about how stupid I feel. Yeah. And I'm like, you're just a fucking dummy. You're stupid and you're stupid (laughs) and you can't pay attention. You fucking idiot. You can't put your fucking phone down. You fucking moron. (laughs) And like, it's all just echoing through my head. And I'm like, I thought I was supposed to enjoy this activity. Mm. So like, give me like a, I don't know, a movie I can just immerse myself in and I'll love it. This movie, I was not immersed. I wasn't whisked whisked away. Love a good whisk. Nothing, not even for a second. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer. I was all like jazzed up for this. And like, I don't know. It's worth watching. Like it's, it had some stuff. I was just kind of like, whatever about it. We're equal opportunity here at Enough. We're, we're bored by movies of all races. We don't right. discriminate. Nothing to do with the fact that it was not a white storyline or, yeah. you know, my disagreeing with the subject matter. Please, I am Mr. Black People <laughs> over here. Uh, I don't know. Boring. Yeah, didn't love it. But that's Judas and the Black Messiah, now on HBO Max. Run on out. I'm actually encouraging people to watch this because I'm curious as to who I have to hate for understanding it (laughs) and liking it and and being not bored. Mm. If you were entertained by this movie, send me an email at enoughthepodcast or wherever. At gmail.com. Yes, not Hotmail. This is is. Um, let's talk about that Britney doc. Oh, yes. Like, please. That actually kind of had me. I this, didn't love this either, to be honest, and everybody else sort of did. Yeah, this is on Hulu. It's under, like, the New York Times Presents. They have, like, a documentary series about a different topic each week. And uh, it actually seemed like they had some good ones. I might watch some of the other ones. But this one was about a Britney Spears. Maybe one more time from the new Britney Spears album. Everybody out there, it's a cold one. We got a little bit of snow coming in this week. Be sure to hire someone to plow your driveway because you're going to be in your house listening to Britney Spears and the Enough podcast. 
Uh, this is Ryan here at Kiss 108 with my co-host Scott, and uh, we're, we're going to be actually signing autographs at Honeydew Donuts tomorrow afternoon. So oh, yeah. if you want to come out and meet the team, we'll see you there bright and early, 4 a.m. It's the only time they'd give us. Have okay. a great, great weekend. Yes. But yeah, this, uh, I mean, Brittany, it was all about her struggle to like have control of her career it was kind of like a, a crazy yarn there's a whole thing with the conservatorship of her basically like her father is in control of her life still at this point even though she's probably like 40 years old mm. and there's like this whole battle going on i didn't learn much from this they didn't i didn't feel like they said much like i knew about the conservatorship I knew that she and Justin Timberlake had a falling out. Mm. I knew that she had a lot of money and that she like went away and like went a little bit mental and shaved her head in 07 trying to get all the paparazzi to leave her alone. Classic. I knew that the paparazzi ruined her fucking life. It annoyed mm. me that they interviewed several of them like they were like these Britney experts. It's like, no, you're just a creep who follows her around and fucks her day up. You're not like some sort of a historian. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and there was a lot of those people who seemed to... It seems to be their whole life, like defending Britney and like standing outside courthouses and stuff. It's like, don't you have a job? Like you're just outside a courthouse doing pro bono Britney Spears work seemingly all day, every day. I don't get it. Yeah. I feel bad for her. It sucks. Sure. But like she has $280 million and she's one of the most famous women who's ever lived. I don't feel bad. Talk to me about the guy who can't turn his fucking heat on. Yeah. And he's in his house right now and it's 17 degrees and he doesn't know what to do. Talk there, to me about that guy. There were some creepy clips where they have footage of her as like an eight-year-old on... Those little talent shows looking like John JonBenet Ramsey. Yeah, and yeah. that clip of Ed McMahon like basically hitting on her, being uh, like, why don't you date me? It's just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, this happened? It's that old creep. I'm yeah. glad he's dead. And then like people interviewing when she's 16 asking her like, are you a virgin? And like they make her answer like a bunch of like weird stuff that hasn't aged well. Mm. You were able to get away with a lot more like that Justin Timberlake cover where they're like, he makes stupid music, but at least he got the bone Britney Spears. And it's like right on the cover of like Stuff magazine or whatever was in Vogue in 01 or whenever that came out. Mm. And it's just him like, hey, yo, with like his dumb fucking frosted hair. Yeah. And it's also and it weird. it sucks that all this negative Justin Timberlake press came out right in the wake of Palmer. He was really riding <laughs> high. Yeah, I think that destroyed all his chances of a, an Academy Award nomination. But yeah, it's weird when they make a documentary like this. Because so much of it is just people pondering like what Britney would think of this or that. Mm. And it's like, why isn't she in this? <laughs> like, we well, could we could solve all this. Like, just get her on camera. I'm sure she didn't want to, but it was just a weird... Uh, like, when it got to the end, it was just like, all right, none of you have any answers because you're not the person that you're talking about. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was silly. And I also thought it could have used a little more K-Fed. They gave us but a taste. Yeah, I needed a little more of him too. What I, I, I knew everything that they said. That's what made me feel like, am I a Britney fanatic? Like I know all of this. I learned nothing. 
It's all there, like the rise, the fall, the comeback, the second comeback. Apparently, Britney is making her own documentary now, is what she's saying. Because she just spoke on this, and I didn't read that article, but I did read the part where it said she is making her own documentary. I don't know why she wasn't part of this one, because it makes her, it's like a glowing piece about her. She should have, like, popped into the end and been, like, I don't know, thrown something in. But I liked how this moved quick. Not everything needs to be like a seven-hour Netflix documentary. This is an hour and 15 minutes. Bingo, bango. You're in, you're out. I enjoyed it. Yes, yeah. uh, I like a quick one. I wish that uh, more movies and documentaries would follow the quick hour to an hour and 20-minute format. It's Britney, bitch. Mm. And speaking of that, I'll sneak in real quick. I watched that new Netflix documentary, Crime Scene. The Vanishing at the Cecil Motel. Is that good? I thought about watching that. It was good. How many episodes? Four episodes. They're all like 45 minutes long. I don't usually get into a lot of these true crime documentaries, but this one grabbed me. I watched the whole thing in a sitting. It's a mystery about this weird hotel and this missing girl from like a decade ago. And I enjoyed it. I recommend it. Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Cecil Motel. I think it's number one on Netflix this week. Okay. It's like the doc of... The Netflix the numbers moment. feel arbitrary to me. They do. I don't believe it. Especially any when you see War Dogs at like number four. <laughs> it's just like, what I, is... I love that movie. <laughs> I've watched it like three times. I should. Um, I'm a bit of a Miles Teller head. Wow. That's a reveal. Said almost nobody. Yeah. Um... We, I didn't really watch a ton this week. We've been watching that show, The Head. Mm, I got to get in there. On HBO Max. We'll discuss that next week because I'd like for you to see it first. And we haven't finished it. It's Lucy and I. Sounds good. Folks, but check out The Head. Get in there with us. The Head, for the for all the heads out there. There it is. I was that thinking it myself. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. He's in. I'm like half asleep doing this. Like going through the motions of, of turkey head jokes. I... I feel like I watched nothing this week, but then when I go through my head, I'm like, I let Lucy hijack the TV quite a bit, and I got roped into watching like dozens of hours of my 600-pound life, Ooh. the 1,000-pound sisters, and then The Bachelor, but that's by choice. It's mm. been a pretty decent season of The Bachelor, although the guy went out of his way to eliminate all the villains. So well, like all the like all the jerk characters that okay. like normally they, like the Luke P's. You'd so all think the fun babes are gone. Fun babes are all gone, and mm. now it's just like a couple of random normalish babes starting to argue with one another. And I, I'm not sure they're going to be able to be angry enough for my liking. Yeah, like the season we watched, that was I remember the end of it being the worst part because it's just the th- like the three remaining ones. They're just like the best at appearing to be a normal person. So they're boring and shitty. Right. And The only good part about the end is that you, by then, you usually have picked a person you want to win. And if you can guess who wins, it feels good. Like on The Bachelorette, I guessed the guy that won and I was right. And he Ooh. was my favorite guy. And I was happy about it. But other than that, it, it rarely lines up. Usually you're like, all right. Mm. You watch Taxi Driver, I do believe. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Fair enough. Movie can go fuck itself. Oh, I. You know what it is. I you can do anything you want to this movie. You can fuck her ass, fuck her mouth. Uh, it. Classic, I tell. It's a movie that everybody loves, and I love Scorsese, 
Mm. But it's... I file it under, it's a movie I appreciate more than I enjoy watching. I'm never right. like, ooh, let me throw on Taxi Driver. It's like, not really rewatchable. Yeah. I've watched it twice in my life. I listened to the Rewatchables podcast about it, and it's funny that they even did it. Mm. I don't know. I, it's like, I, I liked it better this time than the last but it's one of those movies where people like have the poster and they obsess over it. And it's, it, it's just like the Joker from the 70s. It's all it is. Yeah. Or I should, we should say the Joker is, is the modern day taxi driver where it's just like this incel jerk who lives in a dumpy apartment in New York and nobody understands him. And he, you know, talks to himself and gets interested in weapons. And then like, it's just. Unfortunately, movies that get made like this, like literally the John Hinckley, the murderer, mm. mimicked Taxi Driver in the way that he killed people. And then he like, I don't know if he wrote all these letters and stalked Jodie Foster. I don't know the full story, but it's just like mm. movies like this give crazy people who shoot up schools ideas. Yeah. And I'm not saying I want to take away all violent movies, but maybe don't glamorize uh, I don't know I sound stupid because I'm tired but they're glorifying it a little bit and I don't I just don't love this movie and it's one of those things that people it's it insists on itself yeah I remember seeing it way back in the day and it was one of the first movies that was you know it has the ending where like he kills all those people but then it's like you don't know if it actually happened or not it's one of, <sighs> I remember being very frustrated at like well what happened like I need answers I don't, I should watch it again and see if the ambiguity works for me more workishly. It doesn't. Because, yeah, sometimes it can, but, no. Uh. And I'll sneak in real quick. I watched Heaven Knows What. One I like that one. An early Safdie Brothers movie. You should have skipped Taxi Driver and just did all that. Ooh. That and, movie's awesome. Yeah, it's really good. If you haven't seen, I mean, if you liked Uncut Gems... The Safdie brothers have like five movies they made before that that are all relatively low budget, but still like very well done. This is a movie that I can't imagine anyone but you and me enjoying. It's like you gotta tailored for us and it's super gritty. Impossibly gritty. And like unsettling, <laughs> and there's like homeless drug addicts and like there's literally nothing aesthetically pleasing about this movie at all they are so good at casting realistic like drug addled gritty people it looks everyone in this movie looked like they just picked them up off the streets like they probably did yeah like, i think no i think that one the the one main girl they is actually a street person oh really yes I could see that. She was great. Just like Julia Fox was an actual nightclub person. Like, that's their thing. They just pick real people. Yeah. And Caleb Landry Jones in this movie, he's like the king of the scumbags. He's a shit shithead in everything. I'm surprised he wasn't the racist brother. Yeah. He should have been in, in Judas and the Black uh, Messiah as some sort of racist. Well, I'm he sure he, he auditioned for that clan meeting. But yeah, I love the message of every Safety Brothers movie is just gritty things happen to gritty people. And I like all their stuff. And he stinks, and I don't like it. I don't know if this is streaming, but it is on iTunes. I think they have a bundle with like all their movies. If you like their stuff, just get the whole deal. Mm. I was wondering Ooh. if we could watch The Departed. You know what? Sounds kind of fun. 
I think I like it's a pretty idea. momentous occasion this week, too. I know. I given think, that this is the... I think we're getting to the end of this fucking bit. Which is outrageous. Oh, my God. Mark Wahlberg's in his apartment wearing fucking... Wait. Okay. <clears throat> Mark Wahlberg just shot Matt Damon in the, the face, and he spilled his groceries. Mark Wahlberg's leaving. Wow. That's the departed, folks. <laughs> That's it. Oh. We still oh. got a minute left to get the the rat walking by and a little bit of the credits. Oh my. This is a how, big. This is a big night. How did I forget about the rat? You see, folks, let's explain this for the Philistines who don't understand cinema. The rat on the railing is to signify the rat pricks who all fucking died for not being dope and sick and being set. I can't oh. believe I missed that all these years. <laughs> I know. You, you the just, symbolism is so, so complex. The symbology. Folks, that's a fucking curtain on The Departed, directed by Martin Scorsese. We still have 27 seconds left. So Holy shitballs. I'm going to start crying. That's it. And this is the the last episode of Enough the Podcast. Yeah. We decided to <laughs> abandon the format and just stop doing this altogether. So next week, uh, tune in for our new podcast, which is entirely about uh, sports statistics. Wow. So we, the sports corner was kind of a teaser. It's really, that's all we're going to do now. All right. So wow. There's your end of your 90. What a journey. Right on Nicholson. So that's a funny photo for you to take there. Folks, I never thought I'd say this. That's the end of The Departed. Wow. Stay tuned next week, and you'll really get to hear... That was a joke about the sports program, folks. Don't worry. What you're really going to hear us talk about is typical stuff, movies, not sure what, but we will be unveiling our new 90-second Boston movie segment movie. So that's the big thing of next week. What's it going to be? Is it going to be Boondog Saints? Is it going to be The Town? Is it going to be First Pitch? First Catch or whatever? Fever Pitch? There it is. Okay, that movie sucks, but it's sick because it's set in Mystic fucking River. Boston. Ooh. Boondock Saints 2. A lot of options. We're going to keep the fans on the edge of their seats till next week, but we got big plans. It's going to be big. Until then, folks, have a good one. Yes, I would like to recommend checking out the latest episode of Uncle to Uncle and the South Shore Boys doing a new episode Sunday. You can check that out. Folks, that's enough. Thanks for listening, guys. And thank you for getting through The Departed with us. We appreciate you. Each and every one of you. Truly. Love you. Bye.